0: Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show. It may well possess a rudimentary intelligence. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. You felt a great disturbance in the force. Hello, I'm Mr. Ray. Come on, mark like a dog for me. Where's the goodies? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli.
1: I bet you wouldn't have done anything like this if mom and dad were here. You filthy criminal. Excuse me
0: while I whip this out. go ahead make my day here are your hosts douglas viviani and david cohen
1: i want to tell you please after the 20th of october do not send fan mail to any address that you have nothing will be signed after the 20th of october i'm warning you with peace and love but i have too much to do so no more fan mail. Thank you, thank you, and no objects to be signed. Nothing. Anyway, peace and love. Peace and love.
0: Yeah, peace and love to you. Uh, go take a hike. <laughs> this is Douglas. I'm Viviani. warning you with peace and love. Can you do that? Can you warn someone with peace and love? I guess you can. How effective it is, I know. I don't know. This is Douglas Viviani here. With if you the... do that, I will murder you with love. <laughs> the uh, philography aficionado himself, David Cohen. Wow, that's a new word. What, that one? Philography? Is that that having to do with collecting things? The term is used, particularly in connection with the collection of autographs of celebrities. The hobby of collecting autographs is also known as philography. How about that? Philography? Yes. With a P-H? P-H-I-L-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y. You know, that's an interesting uh, comment that Ringo made. And recently... Paul McCartney came out and he said he's no longer willing to sign autographs. And um, although he well, just will to be clear that Ringo thing was from years ago. Yes.
1: Yes. And then but, he but went he's back. Now he's back. So and then he started to sign again
0: after that declaration. But now he's not again. Right. Correct. So now he's out. Okay. He's not signing. Okay. McCartney is not signing. McCartney will do a selfie with you, but he doesn't want I'll to do sign anymore. Do a selfie if you
1: want, but I'm not signing anything.
0: <laughs> why? Why not? Uh, There's two questions. It begs two questions. Number one, why do people want autographs? And number two, why do celebrities not want to sign autographs? Do you know the answer to either of those questions, David Cohen? I really don't. I really I don't Signing autographs or having the autograph I have a number of autographs and I, and I got them a lot of them personally Some I could not get personally But The ones I got personally They have significance because I was standing before that person When they signed the autograph And so it brings back a memory So that, that's my perspective Okay. So that I like I go see a Broadway show Got Whatever it. How you is it different Than just taking a picture With the person Picture's fine too But many t- I don't want to, I've been to many Star Trek conventions They don't want the picture They don't feel They look but, as good But to good. you
1: But to you It's more about A memory of an experience You have with that person Not about the physical object
0: Yeah whether it's the, I agree okay. with you Whether it's the picture or not Or an autograph That's that's irrelevant to me Okay It's about the memory And then I could post it And then we can have a discussion Somebody walks down the basement So to speak And sees Abigail's ello now that's different, and they have a discussion. You met Abacostello? No, I didn't. But <laughs> my grandmother did. Whatever, if there's a story to it, right? But I have Abacostello autographs and i bought them so now why did i do that that's the second question right right Um, why they're iconic i love them and at the time it felt like i was able to for a moment or be a part of their life or see their life for a moment because they touched that piece of paper and signed that thing yeah yeah so it was it was
1: something personal that they touched or created and now you have it it's some some something about their personal life that you now have in your possession right you're sort of
0: like maybe sharing that experience with them, right? Right, exactly. The so I get the collector side of it, though I okay. you know what I don't get are collectors that say I'm going to sa- save it and then sell it for money. Number 1, uh, mm-hmm. that doesn't happen. And number 2, uh, you're not making that much money. And number 3, <laughs> right. quite frankly. And number th- but that lends me to the celebrity who says Like Frank Oz, who did the voice in the Star Wars movies of Yoda. The reason why I don't do Yoda autographs anymore is because I found out, sadly, that people were selling them on eBay. Also, what happens, which you don't know, is that what they'll do is they'll tell somebody in Florida, uh, Frank Oz is coming to the airport, and they know I'm coming to the airport because one of their friends works at the airport. And they'll say to people in Tennessee, give me 50 bucks and I'll get you Frank Oz's autograph. I can't tell the difference between people who are truly sincere and people aren't. All right, so I'm having a slight difficulty with all that. Number one, you have been given this celebrity and earned this celebrity from people who have enjoyed your work. So if legitimately you feel like you want, now there's a lot of ifs, but if you feel you want to go to a convention or you want to sign an autograph legitimately on your own, you're giving a gift of that celebrity back to the person that gave you the celebrity it's a circle does that make sense no so he would be nothing if no one wants to see those no no i mean i mean
1: like like logically it makes sense but i don't i don't agree with it okay that that i we could talk about that for sure my they're giving their gift of of the performance that you paid to see but no one's forcing them to sign the autograph End of transaction. But they could say they shouldn't be obligated to 100 sign. No one said
0: they were obligated. I'm saying that they chose. Remember, I said if they choose. Oh, I see. If
1: they chose, if they choose to come to a convention where you're supposed to be signing autographs,
0: correct. you're signing autographs. That's your job. Okay. You, and you by the way, you're getting paid for that. And by the way, even if yes. you're coming off the plane and you say no, you're allowed to say no like Ringo and McCartney did. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. You can right. say no. But if you said yes, acknowledge these things can happen. But the second so, thing So it,
1: Frank Oz was what did what did you have an issue with, with
0: he's what saying, he said? He's saying that I I don't like that people sell my autograph basically. And okay. my problem is I've seen him at conventions. He gets paid to sign his autograph. So what he's basically saying is, you want my autograph, pay for it. And that's fine. So I paid $25 for your autograph. You're telling me I can't now sell it for 50 on eBay? Why not? Just to clarify,
1: is he saying that mean that means he's not going to conventions anymore to do this? It, where it sounds like to me, paid?
0: he's yeah, he's not signing anything anywhere at all. I don't know about the Okay. Keep... So he's making the decision he doesn't
1: want to get paid for signing autographs because he doesn't like what's happening with the
0: autograph And I totally get that, but what he didn't mention is that I'm gonna try this in a nice way. These autographs are not worth that much money. Yeah, don't, don't they're not. Nice. I don't 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 be so like it's a little arrogant because no one, most right. of the people on the planet don't know who you are, Frank Oz. Right. The people that want your autograph are the people that really love your work. Let's be honest, right? And so they right. get so, they, so, so you're giving a person a gift of $25 by signing a piece of paper. You're choosing to do that or not at the airport. And you're getting paid to do it or not, if you don't want to, at an autographs show. So, so let's not, you know, it's a little much, isn't it? It's a little much. You can say no, like McCartney is saying no. That's okay, too. Doesn't make you a bad person. And it should make you better so let's go on the side of the celebrity yes if the celebrity says no as a as a someone that wants an autograph they say no fine they say no you move on I'm not here to offend right. someone I'm not here to force you it's not that important to me but if you're doing it don't don't stop put dollar signs on it and now i here's go the bigger picture I have um been at many of these Star Trek conventions, Shatner signs and has been signing for 20 at least, if not more years, like crazy. He goes to five conventions at least a year. He signs at least, at least 5,000 autographs per convention. At least there's a million Shatner autographs. And I, when I say a million, I mean the number million. There's a million <laughs> William Shatner autographs out there. I'm not you know, exaggerating. So if there's a million of anything out there, there has to, for it to have value, there has to be more than a million people that want it, that are going to pay Otherwise, money for it.
1: it's not worth much.
0: Exactly. So. Guess what? When he dies, with all due respect, we all die. Whenever he dies, and I don't want it to be anytime soon, but when he goes, yeah, that autograph will go up momentarily. But in the long run, 50 years, 25 years after he dies, and he might be a little bit of an exception because he's very famous and did a lot of work, but, but really not so because he signed so much. 25, 50 years from now, when people are alive that still remember Shatner and want his autograph, they'll pay some money for it. They ain't paying thousands of dollars for it. They're paying maybe 100. Today's value is 100. They They'll may pay 50. Because as people die, now a 100 years from now, this is silly to say in some ways, but just as an example, a 100 years from now, no one on the planet will have met, seen, or experienced Star Trek with William Shatner in it as a youth. So it'll have no sentimental value to anyone. It therefore will mean nothing to many people. There'll be a thousand, a million of them out there, and there'll be a 100 people that want it. The value is going to be peanuts. So we're not getting, and I would say this to anyone, autographs. If you're an autograph hound and think you're going to retire on your autographs, trust me, I have tons of autographs, it ain't happening. They're not worth that much money. Right. They're not. Uh, even the Beatles, and we can go through it in another show, another section, Beatles autographs can go to $75,000, all four, four of them together on a, on a guitar, let's say, 75000 That's extraordinarily unique. There's no doubt and that will hold value for quite some time. However, at some point in time, this will be further down the line, but at some point in time, the Beatles are going to lose their l- luster too. A hundred yeah. years from now, people are going to say, yeah, I remember the Beatles and it's okay, but they're not going to be like I remember seeing them on the Ed Sullivan show and I got an autograph from them afterwards. It's right. not going to mean that. So that value of 75 is going to go down to 7500 maybe, whatever the equivalent dollar. It's not going to be that significant. So to get autographs and collectibles to make money it ain't happening unless you're making a business of it and doing it selling it to people that think it will happen if that makes any sense makes I'm, sense so, makes sense uh, alright so we'll, we'll continue this and get into uh, some fun stuff here and everything else do again talking collectibles <laughs> You're listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Well, I looked down at
1: center field and I saw it. I said, I'm going to hit the next pitch ball right past the flagpole. Well,
0: good Lord, must have been
1: with
0: me. Uh, How about that? Everything Old is New Again back here. That was a little Babe Ruth. Hmm. Why are we playing a clip from Babe Ruth? Well, I'll tell you. Here with David Cohen we'll talk about collectibles. I love in, when you interview yourself. Very- <laughs> in 1935, July 26, 1935, a red-letter day in the Viviani household. Do you have any idea what that was all about? No. Please tell us quickly. <laughs> quick. It's not going to be quick. Uh, I'll tell you what happened. My grandfather visited with and went to Alley Pond Park in Queens you know the location no right off the the Grand Central Parkway have a couple of, of ball fields there later on I used to play softball there but okay Yankee star babe Ruth and the mayor LaGuardia was there that day to open that field. Babe Ruth threw up some softballs fungo and hit them out and he hit like a l- bunch of them like a lunatic. My grandfather was there he was in his he was 35 at the time. He ran out to center field wherever, and he caught a softball that was hit by Babe Ruth. Really? Yes. Now- That's cool. The softball back then was not the way it is now. The seams were on the outside, and they were rather raised. You could clearly see the raised seams, because they didn't have the technology to make them way the way they come now. Anyway, so- I'm down his basement, maybe, you know, uh, 1975. And I find this softball. It has a Babe Ruth's name on it from this experience. And I bring it up. It's in a plastic bag. I mean, I'm a paper bag. I'm like, (laughs) like, it could have been thrown out. He tells me that story. He passes, and I was lucky enough to get that baseball from him as a a bequeathment if you will wow so, so i have, you have a you have a softball signed by babe ruth and you can authenticate it because i mentioned that because of the size of the the uh uh you know the seams on the softball itself yes
1: you sure you're how do you know not to yes not to play devil's advocate though your, your grandfather just didn't
0: sign his name well, he he went to he worked for the parks department. He was there that day that Babe Ruth right, was there. Right. And so okay. he got the he caught the ball and got the autograph. Here's a that's picture. That's not really an answer to my question Here's though. A picture of it. I can see. What is that? What are you showing? Here's a picture me? of Babe Ruth signing the signing the ball with my grandfather right is there. Is that your grandfather in the picture? Yeah, right there on the right. Come on. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, right there. That is awesome. So, we know that that is that's really That is really awesome. Yes, yeah, so we know so that's You, what you have to I know we're we're doing this on Zoom now. Yes. Can you show me the ball? Um, we have to. I can. To, you Want me to stop taping? I'll go get it. Give me two seconds. Hang on. Let me let me pause. Uh, here we go. All right. So in the interim, I've gone upstairs, came back down, and I've impressed David Cohen with, and I'll put a put it on the website with the uh, the ball. Yeah, you think? should.
1: That's really that's really impressive. And the ball is in. Yeah, those raised seams. It, it's very strange looking ball. Yeah. But it's very like, it's, it's almost like you just took it out of the box. You know, it's very, it's almost perfect condition.
0: Yeah. It's not as white as you think it would be. It's a little darker, but it's it's there. And you could clear. The and his little... name is very clearly
1: signed. Heavy. Yes. Really cool.
0: How do you like that? So listen, I'm coming home from school one day. This thing is at my house now. My my grandfather gave it to me. Right. As a youth. And, uh, and I was in like, we used to go out. Uh, Douglas Bloom and Glenn Mormon and I used to go out to um, Douglas Bloom. remember the Achilles story Kid did, was that catching the Achilles with me anyway we used to go out yeah. and we used to play baseball all the time kids don't do this now but whatever not going to say good bad whatever but we used to go every Saturday to the field and there'd be 12 of us 15 of us 6 of us didn't matter we would play baseball we would play if there was only six. We would play three on three baseball. We would play. You can only hit the half the field, right? And you ever right. do this. Right. And you play yes. fungo, and you would play first base. Uh, Let well, we get it straight now. Se- first base is home, so if someone's running home. You throw the ball to first base. If the ball gets to first base before the guy gets home, he's out. Different That's rules right. like that, right? All kind right. of rules. So, so we would figure it out, man. If you didn't have enough players, however it was, we would play three on three, eight on eight, whatever. We loved that game. So we walk home. From then, you know, on a Saturday, and uh, I don't know. Back in the day, we, you know, you'd kick the can, you know, you'd go down, and you'd you'd sing like the usual. I don't. Our, back in our day, commercials for food was so different. We would sing like the Oscar Mayer they were Wiener catchy song. Catchy jingles, yeah, yes. like this. You'd, you'd, you'd sing My
1: this. Oh, I love to eat it every day. No,
0: I can tell you that I, without playing that, I could have sung that off my, by memory. Could you? But, d- but the cool thing about that commercial is at the very end when he says, "Doesn't he
1: go?" How's that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which which he did. Probably one that I mean, it was an honest question. He was asking the people in the studio, "How's that?"
0: Right, exactly. Was, like his, yeah. but take number five. Did I finally get it right? You right, know? right. <laughs> but Thank we would you. sing those. Did you not do that? Like I'm talking about, like when you like oh, well or something, you'd sing these songs all the time. I'd
1: sing, like I'd sing all of those jingles. Did, yeah, can you do they the McDonald's one? Of- do the,
0: the for the for the for the the Big Mac. But, oh, of course. Do it. To all be Patty's special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame. Oh seed my bun. God! Listen. To
1: all be Patty's special sauce, lettuce, cheese,
0: pickles, onions, and a sesame seed bun. You got it hundred percent right. Now that is from the nineteen early seventies. So you talk about like that's memory. Yeah. Like you can't believe that means there's no doubt you sang that song in whatever format many times right yeah so we did the same we and, were-
1: and just to be fair it takes two hands to handle a whopper a two-fisted burger from burger king
0: oh there you go i didn't have that one recorded you're right do that again takes two hands it takes it, i'm trying to get the tune it takes two hands to
1: handle a whopper
0: a two-fisted burger at burger king how about that there was another yeah. one how about this one
1: to all be well, that's not his one. It's just
0: that one we know. How about this one?
1: <laughs> Once upon a time there was an engineer.
0: Choo choo Charlie was his name we hear. He had an engine and he sure had fun. He's good and plenty candy to make his train run. Charlie says, "Love my
1: good and <laughs> Charlie says, "Really rings the bell." Charlie says. Love my goodness, <laughs>
0: We're walking home from the park. All these stories are going. And then we see this buddy of mine, Benny Yoli, you know, and he's walking with us and he's coming home. Benny Yoli? Benny Yoli. I changed some of these names a little bit so I don't have to re-edit them later on. His name was a little different, but that's good enough. So Benny Yoli's there and uh, we had met Benny Yoli. His dad previously was Boopsy. Remember that story? With Boopsy, the gentleman that... Okay. Because <laughs> he had some nefarious connections. So yeah. Benny Yoli um, <laughs> meets us on the way home, and I start talking about, for however reason, um, you know, the Babe Ruth baseball. I had just gotten it. So I said, Benny, and, uh, and, and and Doug Blome and Glenn Wormann, you guys want to see this ball? Why? You, you really have it? Yeah, I got the Babe Ruth baseball. You want to see it? Yeah, all right, let's go. So we start walking to my house, and Benny's got the Fig Newtons. Did you ever see David do this song?
1: <laughs> Golden, flaky, tender cakey outside, wrap the inside in the outside is it good John the big peek. You the tricky part, the big peek. No- <laughs> One more time. <laughs> big, this big guy big dressed as a fig newton big. or as a fig,
0: right? Yeah. What happened to those commercials?
1: What are they now? I don't know. I know. I mean Now it's just a lot of a lot of commercials are about screaming. Have you noticed that people scream? I watch sports a lot. and Every commercial, every other commercial, someone is screaming at the top of their lungs. Right buy this anyway.
0: or whatever yeah or they're they're not related to the topic you know but you don't see like a commercial just for there's no jingles cookies. right there's no jingle there's no do you no jingles. S- you see a cookie a cookie commercial and I, you know I don't see like these things I don't see them right I don't see the hamburger commercial with you know with the jingle like I can say the jingle uh so anyway so we was kicking the can singing these jingles I go down the basement I show them uh the the, the ball they had the same reaction that you had uh, you know, to this Babe Ruth baseball. Whoa! Like, well, are you kidding? Yeah. Where did you get that? What's it all about? But I told him the story and everything, and and I look, and Benny Yoli looks at me. He's looking at the ball. Now, this is a different kind of a kid. You remember his environment, is his father's a little bit more, you know, he's rough and ready. His dad's involved in some nefarious activities. And right. so, uh, <laughs> he's not impressed. Yeah, man, I'm not impressed. And he always looking at me. He goes, yeah, so I go, he goes. So what? He goes. I got something down my basement. You talk about something you want to see. What my dad Uh-oh. collects. I got something. Bodies. Down, yeah, I got. I got something down my basement <laughs> that you are. You're not going to believe. It's much better than a Babe Ruth baseball. And we're looking at him. We're like. Benny, are you like are you serious? like how could what? anything be better? There than is that, nothing right? better than a Babe Ruth baseball. Are you kidding me? And this is before, of course, Sandlot came out the movie. but regardless, Babe Ruth is babe Ruth. I mean huh? He says, no come back, let's go to my house. I'll show you what I have. So when we get back, I'm gonna tell you what, if any collectible. <gasps> Is better. Love the teaser, yes. What's All right. better than a Babe Ruth baseball signed in nineteen? Is it Babe Ruth himself? yeah uh, we may find something like that. We'll see. <laughs> get back, his Babe. There he is. What do you mean
1: keeping these boys in there when there's baseball to be played? Why? Uh, why arithmetic? Arithmetic. Four times four is sixteen. Yeah. Three strikes, you're out. That's our arithmetic. Come on, boys, let's go. What do you say? <laughs> All right. So Doug, people have been saying, hey, I could find you guys on YouTube. You have your own YouTube channel. I can find you on Facebook. But what about other social media? Do you exist anywhere else in the
0: social media universe? Yes, we do. We're on Instagram and we're on Twitter. At the same thing. You go at E-O-N-A show. That's everything old is new again. The initials, right? So it's E-O-N-A show. And that's it at EONA show you got Instagram, Twitter and I'll tell you we post pictures, behind the scenes stuff, trivia questions, contests notes about the show, so you have a lot of fun. Subscribe to us, friend us on Facebook if you can, and and subscribe to the YouTube, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. That's fun. I'm going to even start doing that. Ah, It might be worth your while. You can actually know what we're going to do next week. (laughs) Ah, Good. good. At E-O-N-A show. That's at E-O-N-A show.
1: To teach the world to sing, sing with me. Perfect, common, perfect, common. I like to the world and, and keep it
0: company. the real Ah, we're back here. Everything old is new again. Uh, talking collectibles and uh, seeing what, if there is any collectible that could be better than a Babe Ruth signed softball from 1935 with authentication. How is that possible? Well, my friend at the time, we were 10, Benny York in the 70s, thought he had a better better collectible than that in his basement. So we're going to go down and check it out. The, the Douglas Bloom and Glenn Mormon and I going to go and check it out. So now, again, that, that song, the Coke song, you know, we yeah. would sing all over town because we, we walked all over town. Did you do that? Like you walked from house to house as a kid. I mean, you had bicycles yeah, or bikes too, or something right? So you yeah. Yeah, and you were limited to your neighborhood, but that neighborhood was the world. Like that's all you needed was Cathwood Crescent and Dalewood Place, right? And and all the, 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 the maybe I don't know, fifteen blocks or so. You you were a little different. You were in Brooklyn, but you know in the suburbs, like that's fifteen blocks. You had to, it was bounded by like main streets around the neighborhood. So you weren't allowed out of that area. You were in your environment and that was it. Yeah, you'd get in trouble if you ventured out. Yeah. And yeah. And it was a park, so you went to the park and see so you had your stuff. You were good. But you know, so you weren't afraid to sing and, and whatever. So we sang those right, so we leave my house and we're on the way back to Benny Yoli's, who's a couple couple blocks away. So I had never been in this guy's house before, ever. Benioli's house was the mysterious house. You've been mysterious house in the neighborhood? Well, again, you in Brooklyn, but there's always. No, but I, I lived on Long Island for a part of part of the time. So when yeah. did you move? How old were you? What was it? About
1: fifteen? I was I was young. I was like eleven.
0: Oh, all right. So yes. Yeah. Wasn't there a house in every neighborhood that people look at and go creepy. like, yeah, the creepy house? Or the yeah. haunted house, or whatever. Or you Definitely. listen. It would be, you know, five o'clock at night. You would hear Mrs. Yoli scream at the top of her lungs. Lenny, really? yo, Lenny and um, Benny and, and Jerry, get, it. Oops. <laughs> <I blew it. laughs> get, get. <it. laughs> get back home now and she'd scream top of, and it, And if like they didn't come home in like you know a couple of minutes later she'd start screaming and cursing the whole neighborhood knew this lady and the the issues and it felt so bad for this kid this this yoli kid but so like no one wanted no one was invited to like it was that creepy house and no one was invited in but his parents were not there that day it was a saturday so it's come on oh, let's go so we go, we, you know, walking down there, and we're singing the songs in a way, kicking the can. Remember this one? I
1: want Fritos corn chips. I'll
0: get them from you.
1: Ay, 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 ay. Oh, I am the Frito Bandito. Right, so Benny
0: is promising us lunch of lunches. What is the best lunch for a kid in the '70s? at like 10 years old, you know. Peanut butter Coca- and jelly. Close. Fritos for sure, right? Yeah. Coca-Cola. Right. And this. Oh, you need fluff, fluff, fluff You make a fluff oh, or fluffernutter. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah, of course. <laughs> Marsh, bellow, fluff, and lots of peanut butter.
0: First you spread, spread, spread
1: your bread with peanut butter. And Marshmallow fluff and have a fluffernutter. nutter.
0: I just love that all these jingles existed. It was foreshadowing to us. We got to his house, and and Benny says, "You know what?" He says, "Let's have some lunch first. He's like, he's he's a host. He's he's like he's tempting us. He he laid it down like a prostration that we had no idea what what's better than a babe roof ball. Well, first, let's. He opens up the refrigerator. He's got the individual. Uh, remember, I don't remember these. The individual Coca Cola bottles canned bottles oh the bottles yeah you know with the sort of an hourglass shape right we open those up he's got the fritos Wow, oh, we're opening so those he's up. milking this thing oh he's, he's milking this- it he yeah. wants to make buddies he's making fluff and nutta, but he makes a mistake have you made a fluff and recently no if you make a fluff and on bread that's not toasted you're gonna have some trouble because that fluff yeah. picks up the picks up the bread so i taught benny a, a secret that day I said benny when we're doing it Toast of bread, man. What are you doing? It's toast of bread. So we're all four of us sitting down now, we're having ourselves a nice. This is a gourmet meal for a kid. Coca Cola, <laughs> free. Uh, f- well, you know, Fritos is a little side, Fritos. and a fluffernutter, and and we're all like we're, we're kind of like looking around. The house is kind of creepy. It's got like you know like in people you're looking. They have like these collectibles or they have these whatever these little little like some houses have like little angels. On the shelf, right? Yes, right. Some have yes, these right, little, you know, these little, these little uh, kids that are pewter kids. I don't forget what they are called, <laughs> yeah. you know, right? Uh-huh. You know, he's got like he's got like heads of like a deer in one room. You know, uh, the stuffed stuff. The, and he's got antlers yeah. hanging, and he's got like, like taxidermy stuff. Yeah. And he's got like this, it's like a, an old, you know, back in the day, you can you can get guns with a pistol, like, I mean, with a cap gun, you know, and you put the caps in it, you, you pull the trigger and make a sound. Remember this thing? He's got the cap yes. guns everywhere. He's got guns. Right. He's got, you know, so it's like, it's kind, you're looking around, it's kind of creepy. Like, this guy's got some creepy stuff here. He's got like a pewter, pewter base with like a picture of like, you know, uh, a cowboy shooting. Had an Indian, you know, uh, Amer- you know, American, uh, Native American, but it wasn't. Oh, like, like and figures figurines and figurines, and you're like you're taken aback, okay. like you're seeing a lot of kind of like life and Violence. death in this house. There's yeah. a lot of life and death. Violence. It's there's no Disney in this house. <laughs> the only Disney is like he, I remember him. He had a statue of of Disney, a Disney statue of Bambi, and someone put up like an army man. You know, we used to have an army man. Yeah, he put an army man facing Bambi, shooting Bambi. Like this was oh, not great. This was not, wow. and that of course was true to life to the movie, believe it or not. But that was not our thing, man. we, we were kind of, right. we kind of right. creeped. And you'd hear like some sounds, and you'd think at the parents coming home, you're going to get in trouble, you know? Like you'd hear the, you'd sure. kinda, you hear that. Sure. You got to get the hell. You got to get out of there. Like at some point, we finished the lunch. We're like, right, Benny, can we go down? Can we see this thing? We got to get out of here. Like, we were really freaked out. We we're in the freaked <laughs> out house. We we're in the haunted <laughs> house, man. So he goes, okay. He, says, you know, he turns to us, he says, you know, I, I really shouldn't do this. If I show you this and my father finds out I showed you this, I swear you'll never see me again. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, what about us? He says, listen, if I, I have to tell you, if we will do this quick, <laughs> you cannot tell anyone you have ever, ever seen this. And this story I'm telling you now is 50 years old. It's The first time I'm telling this story in my life. Come on, really? Yes. So we take a walk. Okay. First time since that day. I've never told anybody this story. I feel honored, as our listeners okay, I'm should. telling you. So we walk down the stairs, and it's creaking. Mm-hmm. It's not a finished basement like, you know, in our world now. Everybody's got these finished basements. And We're walking down. Creak, creak, creak. Okay, yeah. It's dark as can be. It's got that one light, you know, the one light that's hanging from a almost There's a string the Just the wire. Yeah, that's it. That's that's it. And we're looking around. It's got tires. You know, it's not it's not finished at all. It's it's just concrete. In one corner, it's got like the puddle of water, you know, from the night before or whatever <laughs> leaking in. Jeez. It's got the the windows like it's got that that crack in the window that no one's ever fixed. It's got it's got the spider webs around it. You know, you're milking this story too. I'm telling just you, yeah, like, <laughs> uh, just like Benny did. <laughs> Hopefully, it's worth it. So, so we we you know we he said Benny, come on, let's go. So it is freezing down there, and so we go. Okay, let's go. We he, he his dad has a, a a tool bench, and he has a uh, coffee can, and the coffee can is like chock full of nuts. If you remember that old brand, they might have sure. gone back now a little bit, but they, they grew yeah out. anyway. So in the ch- people would store stuff in that in those coffee cups with a plastic top. Right. Right. Okay. So he goes. We go. God. He opens this thing up, and we look in. And first thing we see is this a white like cotton base, and this is his collectible, by the way. This is his dad's famed collectible. This is he's comparing this to Babe Ruth signature on an autograph. So there's like there's like cotton, white fluffy cotton cotton on the top. You look in, and again the lighting is not the greatest, but we're looking in. We see, and I kind of see a ring, you know. Like a pinky ring? You ever see those pinky rings with the like a yeah. like a black onyx on it, whatever? It's like, oh sure, it's a, sure, it's a right? ring, it's, it's, a what? it's a ring. Whose ring is that? He goes, no, it's not the ring. Keep looking. We look a little more. Looking, And it's it's three heads. You know, like we're blocking each other out. There's three heads, right? Right. All of us it, trying peek to peek the in camp. there at once. So you can't get a good look and you finally get a look. I see a fingernail. Fingernail? I see a fingernail. Go, so you see a ring on one end and I see a fingernail top. and I look closer and I see something's kind of like discolored in between and I'm looking at like, what the hell is this? It's a pinky. The man's got a pinky in a coffee can in the basement. Wow. And I look at this and I and I am freaked out like you can't believe. Is I it go, discolored? Yeah, it's dark, dark and discolored is I can't even describe if there's flesh on it or not. I don't. It's, okay. It's oh, like boy. it's like it's it's like caramelized. You know, if that makes any sense. Whoa. But it's got the ring on it. Yeah. Okay. And I'm all freaked out like crazy, and I go, "We got to get the hell out of here. This is a, this is not better than Babe Ruth." I turn around. Like we 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 kind of tear ass out of there. And as I turn around, I look back at the coffee cup, and there's a there's masking tape on the coffee cup, like all old, old and ready to come off. Yeah. And there's some initials, there's some word on the, on the masking tape. It says Hoffa.
1: I knew it was going to be Hoffa. I knew it. Did I knew really? it. I knew it. Yes. It
0: <laughs> said Hoffa on it. Come on. I got the heck out of there. When I learned who Jimmy Hoffa that's, was and how he was missing. That's crazy. I said to myself, I am never telling anybody this story as long as oh I, my God! I'll be back right. Was it? This. But could it have been a joke? We'll pick this up. They in were a minute. playing on you. you we'll know, pick this up. Gene Shepard mocking fluffing. Oh wow! They tried to
1: get Robert
0: Goulet. We're back here. The old new again. they are just finishing up the story here about a collectible that my friend Benny Yoli said was better than an authentic 1935 softball signed. By Babe Ruth at Alley Pond Field, and uh, David Cohen, I wanted to follow up on that.
1: And this collectible that was better was allegedly the pinky with a ring on it of famed teamster Jimmy Hoffa. Yes. In a coffee can.
0: <sighs> yes. Did you ever talk to him about it again? He never mentioned it. Again. Listen, do remember Boopsy from the, <laughs> the first beat story served us to We thought they were French fries. Yes. And he's, uh, he's kind of a rough and ready guy, and you weren't going to question. I don't because know. He,
1: you knew or you heard that
0: he was connected to the mob. Correct. Okay. So and that was Benny
1: Otho's father.
0: Yes. So okay. there's kind of like the connection that we said we have just right. stepped into a world from the innocence of youth and a Babe Ruth gift from your, your grandfather baseball with a great story, and we just tipped our toe in the water of reality, of the real life. You know, it's funny, though. Like, would his
1: So his dad sh- obviously showed him the pinky. Did he really think his son wasn't going to show it to his friends?
0: I, I, you know, it's a good question. I don't know if the kid, honestly, I never talked about it. I don't know if he found it on his own. I don't know if his dad had been oh, showing it off to his buddies and said, leave us alone, Benny, and Benny found out later on. Today, I mean, Hoffa was on the news, like, all the time. Yeah, it was, Alpha,
1: you know, right. So, right. You know. well, I have to say it was as cool as Babe Ruth's
0: signature
1: on a baseball. You it kind of is. is. There, there can only be two of
0: those in the world. That's if you think true. about true. It. It's very true. I wonder where
1: it is now. Does it still that is, exist? You don't keep, you had you didn't keep in touch with him.
0: Lately. No, he, you know what? He's still in that house. I could, I could knock on his door. He hasn't seen me. <laughs> Benny took the house over from his parents. His other really? brother moved so, down to Florida. Oh, we'll Benny's to still there. Are you kidding me? In fact, they live about five houses from my, where my brother lives now. My brother's we'll back in to the old neighborhood. him. Yeah, I do. I have to find out what happened to that.
1: Come on, we have to find out whether this was real I wonder and what if, the story was. I'm wondering if
0: his it. dad is still around. You know, I don't want to. <laughs> Want to dig anything up? Why don't
1: you so? So just contact him on See, how social his dad's media, doing, however, yeah, yeah. Just like, hey, but you're near my brother, we haven't talked in many years, you right. know. And just hey, by the way, you know, is your dad still
0: around, right? Exactly. <laughs> and if dad's not, and I don't wish that upon him, but if dad is not, then I will dive into this discussion. Do you remember that? And where do is you that? Have to he has to remember me. that? He has to remember, am I wrong? Of course, yeah.
1: That's yeah. something that. Listen, it, it's still in your memory, right? It's oh, one of the great story it. of yours. It's got to be one of his. You Isn't have to promise great... me, though. You're going to try to reach out and speak to Beniole.
0: Before I do, you have to rate that story. I, mean, does it, I didn't really know I was going to go into a story that much. I was talking about more or less the... It's, the other of... I'll put it to you this way. It's a good beginning of the story.
1: Now that I know <laughs>
0: that the... there
1: could be an end to the story. So what do you want untold. To, what do you, you want to know? Point. You want
0: to know, of course, if it was real. That's the first thing. Yes. And the second thing is, where is it now? How did he get it? He'll never tell you. I don't know if his dad dad would have told him that, but I will ask for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. And then, don't we want to know where it is now? Yes. Don't I would like yes. to see it now. Yes. I don't know how things get, how do things, do they get. Well, it, I'm sure it wasn't in his dad's will. Right. So is there a way to preserve would've... that kind of thing though? Like how do you,
1: what happened? Did he, did he have any brothers or sisters, Benny Owen? He had a brother. Uh, was he the oldest? No, he was the Benny? youngest. Benny's the youngest. Okay, so maybe it didn't. Maybe he didn't end up with it. Maybe it went to one of his older siblings. Not that you bequeathed that onto somebody, but
0: listen, Benny. I drove by Benny's house on the way to a card game to my brother's house the other, in the past, and when I go past his house, it hasn't changed much. It still has like five cars. Three of them are in pieces. Right, you know this guy. He, the, it's got di- the, the the door is a different color than the regular part of the car. He's like a fixer up guy, you know. And, and so that's why I know he's there. Like he's the one do in that house. Do you think he's connected? No, definitely not. Because he, okay. he wouldn't be fixing these cars up like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> He'd be doing something else. Mm, that's true. Um, so my point is, I know I can get in touch with him. Is really the big point. Facebook okay. or not, I can knock on his door. Do it. God, it would be scary. I would do it though. I would do it.
1: Duke, oh, you can't let this story yeah. just hang in yeah. the air like this. <laughs> this is an amazing story. We're this. talking like, what, 40 years, 40 years later?
0: When did he disappear? Like 72 or something like that?
1: Yeah. And this is the first time you've ever told that yeah. story since that day. Correct.
0: Is that true? That's 100% true. You never told your brother? You no. never told anybody? Never anybody. And Douglas Blum and and Glenn Mormon may now, right now, be mad at me for telling the story because I use their name. I I may have to, I'm going to clip their last names off, because I can't. <laughs> I doubt they know. Yeah, I, I think... doubt they, they're listening to this.
1: <laughs>
0: but, yeah. yeah, come on. We've got to finish right, the story. So we'll figure that out. We will figure I'll it out. I'll come with you. All right, so what we're going to do is I'm going to take a break here, and the next thing you hear is going to be recorded like a week or two later. I'm going to give you an update. I'm going to go visit Benny Yoli and let you know what happened. David Cohen, what do you think? Can't wait. All right, so I'm going to end right here. Here we go. My next thing you hear will be like two weeks later. All right, two weeks later, we're back. <laughs> I got five minutes here to catch you up to date. I visited Yoli and uh, David Cohen. I have the answer to the question. As to whether wow. this was Jimmy Hoffa's pinky or not.
1: Okay. Well, set us up. What? So what I show happened? up. I what show up. I, I knock what on the happened?
0: door, and he answers the door, and I, I you know, Benny, how are you? Boop. We, we exchanged pleasantries. I haven't seen you in hundred years. It's been like it's been like thirty plus years since I've seen so him. He, ins- he
1: instantly recognized you when you went up there.
0: Yeah, he re- yeah, We grew up together, so you, you, you get the, okay. the same vibe. So, and I called him by his old nickname. We used to call him Babe. And that's a whole nother story, but so he, you know, sort of like, oh, this is a throwback. There's not guy, some guy selling me something, you know? <laughs> he knows my right, nickname right. from a hundred years ago. So I asked how the dad's doing. Dad had passed away. So uh, I said, okay. I, I said, you know, you know, I'm doing a radio show. Ah, oh, I didn't know that. Whatever. That's great. What stations and all? I say, um, yeah, it came up. I just wanted to, you know, that story, I hope you don't mind. Uh, it just came up in conversation and I didn't use your name and so forth, but I did introduce the concept of a finger in a coffee cup. He turned white. and I, he, Really? He just... He just... The attitude changed. Like... <gasps> like... You know, like, you know, just tell somebody something and they just like, or immediately go from happy to sad or to angry or what? It just... He, he was inquisitive. He was like, What? You were mentioning oh. something that I told you in his mind. Never to. I said, "Listen, I've never told." Did he anyone. say that,
1: or do you think that's what you were imagining? I'm imagining what's mind. going on in his mind. You know? Okay, but he was like, he just looked at you like
0: he was just ashen. Ashen. And I said, I said, I said, uh, "You still have it?" He goes, Are "You kidding? I don't have that thing that I keep talking about." I, he's almost pretending that it doesn't exist. I go, "Come on, man!" I said, "We, got, I got to know." What's the story? Was that really Jimmy Hoffa's finger? Now that we, you know, now that we're adults, we we could talk. So many years later, we could talk about it right now. He goes, he looks over his shoulder, you know, there's his wife <laughs> around. He goes, come here. Takes me down the basement. Well, you went back down to the basement. Down to the basement. It's finished off now. It's it's, <laughs> it's a different world, but yeah. uh, there's no coffee cups or anything. I go, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going down there to see it again. Whatever. No, I'm going down there because he wants to tell me something in private. Ah, okay. You know what's up? He goes, the FBI came here one day, and asked my father to see the finger, because apparently my father used to show it off at parties, and tell people it was Jimmy Hoffa's finger and so forth. And he would he got it, you know he he wouldn't say where he got it from. Whatever. The real story is that he got this because he had to come clean. The FBI, it leaked. He had apparently told the wrong person. The person went to the FBI at some point in time and said, I have a hint about Jimmy Hoffa. Go to see this guy. He's got his finger. And of course, if he's got his finger, he's got to know more information. So the FBI knocked, and Lenny, Benny remembers this distinctly. And by the way, he never, you know, he never heard this stuff from his dad because at the parties and stuff like that, when you know, when the finger was being shown, he was upstairs watching Creature Features, eating like you know, sure. hot dogs and stuff. Like it was, he wasn't. He so he, he was never supposed to be part of this. But now the FBI shows up and all this. So what happens is it comes clean that no, it was not Jimmy Hoffa's finger, but it was some guy called Frank Coppola. He was called Three Fingers. I'm sorry, Frankie Three Fingers is the guy's name. He's a mobster from the 1920s and 30s. He got his... Fi- now, I look this up now. This is me now looking at Wikipedia later. He he cut off two of his fingers because as he was robbing a safe during a robbery, um, his fingers got stuck and the police were coming, so he cut off his two fingers, the pinky and the the ring finger, and left so he wouldn't get caught. Now apparently, I don't know how, but Boopsies, which is the father of Benny, um, got this as a hand-me-down, as an initiation to the club. If you get what I mean. Oh wow! So, so he was a he was sort of a made man. Yes, and this is proof of it in their world as to how high up you are, that you have this finger of Frank Coppola. You could look it up in Wikipedia, it's a real guy. I looked Frank this up. three fingers Coppola. Yeah, I said, and by the way, the, he, he was, this guy Coppola, was a close associate of Jimmy Hoffa. So that's where the father sort of took the story beat one step beyond to make himself sound more important to his fellow made men. And he told this to the FBI when the, the FBI F- visited. And the FBI uh, took the finger, never brought it back. Apparently, confirmed the story. Otherwise, Boopsy would have been in jail for something else, right? And he was freed, uh, and that's the end of the story.
1: So, why if they, Why if that would Boopsy have been in jail? Well, what would happen? You've got
0: a, you've got a body part from someone, Jimmy Hoffa, in theory, right? What's what's going oh, on? If it was Jimmy Hoffa, yeah, they, they were going to squeeze him and all that. I'm sure for info. Yeah, so. true, true.
1: <laughs> right, 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 right. So they must have run some DNA tests, Something. although this
0: was back in the Before 70s. DNA, maybe there's a fingerprint. I don't know. I don't know how yeah, they did it. Yeah, somehow I guess they the realized it?
1: That it was, he was telling the truth that it wasn't Jimmy Hoffa's finger, because if it was right, they would have come back to visit him again.
0: Yeah, it was probably petrified or whatever you call it, you know. It's, yeah. It showed his age that it couldn't have been the age of Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, I see. Where did you hear that? He told you that he said the FBI did what he said. The FBI did whatever they did. They checked it. It was not half his finger. The FBI couldn't say, of course, that it was Frank Coppola's, but that's his dad's story that it was Frank Coppola's. So,
1: did the FBI ever contact his dad
0: again after that? No, not for that reason.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's a story
0: for another time. (laughs) Anyway, we'll be back next week uh, to enjoy more fun, thrills, and adventure, and everything old is new again.